Well, once again, it's time to go inside EMS. I got to tell you, this is your host, Chris Subalero, and I got to start off the show with a little bit of an apology. But before we do that, Medtronic is the proud sponsor of this Inside EMS podcast. Every emergency call brings a new opportunity to make a difference. Learn how capnography monitoring from Medtronic can help at medtronic.com slash EMS. You know, I know my partner is going to relish over this uh, as I sit here and have to come clean over the last couple shows. Uh, I've made this uh, comment maybe two or three times where I said that in April we will be at five years and 250 shows. And I don't know what I was thinking, but we'll actually be at six years of doing this show and three hundred shows so kelly grayson come on in here and give me my just dessert and uh, i know you love when i make mistakes so i will take my lumps but uh there's something i just overlooked and uh my uh my documentation was wrong well you said you weren't thinking and 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 that's par for the course you don't know what you were thinking well i know what you were thinking nothing Mm -hmm. that's that's what you're always thinking um i I just you know I, i totally uh, slipped my mind too, uh, because, you know, I, I get used to you saying things and me ignoring them. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of funny because I went back and I was looking at the archives, you know, I'm looking a lot at the numbers and are waiting till we get to the day to get to a million plays. And I decided to go back and listen to the very first episode that you and I did. And I, I actually sent you the link as well, yeah, yeah. just to kind of see how the show has grown. And uh, I was surprised to see the date of it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have made a mistake here. And uh, it was kind of interesting. But uh, uh, it kind of brought me into the fact of saying, you know, I guess time flies when you're having fun, right? Yes. This is getting to be one of the longer relationships I've had in my life. I don't don't know quite how to feel about that, Chris. Well, just know (laughs) that it is strictly platonic, everyone. So... uh, and I don't care what uh, how big Kelly Grayson is, I would always be the big spoon, so it makes no difference. <laughs> you know, just for the update of where we're looking, we are now at 896,000 plays of the Inside EMS podcast. And Kelly, i got to tell you, that's a great day. But, you know, let's go we'll ahead and be, move we'll on. We'll be at a million by April. We'll I, be at a million by our anniversary. Don't, well, don't jinx us, man. Don't jinx us. But I think you are right. And I think that that's something to be proud of, you know. When we think about 300 shows, we think about 1 million and again, when you and I first started off, when you listened to that first episode, we just hoped that some people were going to listen. And uh, But, you know, it looks like that they are. And before we start the show, I think there's something that's really important. Over the past few years, EMS1, Fitch & Associates have done a great job of doing the EMS trend report. And uh, this is the time that it comes out. And this is the opportunity to answer some questions so we can see what's going on inside of EMS. And now... This is going to be the fourth or fifth year that we've been doing the trend analysis. So now we're going to be able to see over multi-years how EMS is starting to move. I had the opportunity to do the trend analysis the other day, and we're talking about things like retention. We're talking about things like safety. We're talking about things like mental health. So this is the opportunity now for you who are out there. Go to the EMS1 website and find the link to the trend report and go ahead and answer those questions. This isn't just for EMS leaders. This is for you, the EMS provider, to get your voice out there. You know, we talk about all the time, when is somebody going to do something about the things that are plaguing EMS? Well, when we can get a trend of data that's going to allow us to say, these are the things that we need to focus on, I think that really gives us the leg up. But uh, before we started the show, I just wanted to go ahead and hit that trend analysis. Go ahead and get online. Go ahead and do it. 
you know, how often do we complain that we weren't consulted or, or our opinions weren't, uh, weren't solicited? Uh, and, and no doubt we have some listeners who have read the previous trend reports and going, well, they didn't talk about this or they didn't talk about that or, or who the heck is filling out these surveys? Well, here's your opportunity. You know, you, you can't move a profession forward if you don't know where we are and you don't, uh, you don't regularly check the pulse uh, of the community. And, and this is your opportunity to, to make your voice heard about what is a concern to you uh, in our EMS profession. So look for the, the survey on the trend report on, on all our social media uh, outlets and, and fill out the survey and, and, and make your voice known. Uh, yeah, Kelly, uh, I think and all that, even though Festivus is passed, you can still air <laughs> your grievances. That's right. One of the things that I think you bring up is a really good point, Kelly, is not just to do the trend report online, but share it on your social media sites and, and encourage your, your tribe, encourage your network to do it as well. The more people we get involved, the better. But today, you know, I think we want to go ahead and focus our attention. You know, when we think about EMS, there have certainly been things that have popped up into our career that we've had to pay attention to. The bird flu, swine flu. Um, you know, we had problems uh, a couple of years ago where we had to deal with the uh, Ebola virus coming to the United States. And now we've got coronavirus, and there is no truth that this is being started by the Mexican beer, but actually coming out of Wuhan in China, where there is a virus that is baffling people. And of course, the very best in the United States are trying to find, trying to find a vaccine for this flu. But we do have to worry about it because they are seeing some cases here in the United States. But our very own leader, Greg Fries, uh, did a great article called Why EMS Leaders Need to Discuss the Wuhan Coronavirus with the Public and the Media. Because even though we may not have a lot to talk about, we may not have a lot to worry about, I think that we always, you know, it doesn't hurt us to have some preparation. But the people who are less knowledgeable about medical issues than we are, I came out of Atlanta yesterday, Kelly, and I couldn't count the number of people who were walking around with masks in fear that they were going to get this virus. And uh, it's something I think we need to just talk about with our community and the people we serve. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the skeptic this episode. You know, it's first of all, I think it's much ado about nothing. I'm, personally, I'm already immune to the coronavirus. Uh, I've been building up my immunity to coronavirus and, and to iocane powder for many years. And and uh, I finally, I finally been able to uh, to achieve immunity to it. Now I'm working on uh, immunity to Modelo virus. Oh, very good. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, you, you are a real man, and that's for sure, boy, Kelly. That Gerson. is true. But here, you know, here's the thing. This is what we had. We had this big to do about Ebola, and everybody went out and spent thousands and thousands of dollars on their giant ambulance condoms and and all of this kind of stuff. Where where um, it's not. There's nothing particularly special you need to do for these uh, to, to prepare yourself for these viruses. Um, you do the same things you do during cold and flu season. You know, you wear a respirator if you're around someone who is who is, uh, you know, is infected or showing signs of symptoms. You decontaminate and clean your rig thoroughly. You practice good body substance and uh, isolation and infection control precautions and, and let that be it. Um, I, I do appreciate the fact that, that the, the tack that Greg is taking on it, and he makes that point in his article, that, you know, uh, coronavirus prevention is flu prevention and, and vice versa. Um, he makes the point in the article that, that 
Um, since the the public is is all agog about this, and it's currently uh, dominating the news cycle, this is an opportunity for EMS to to uh, speak to the public and and to to uh, elbow our way into those news reports um, as as experts on uh, on the care of uh, or at least the the care and prevention of these people uh, due to our unique uh, our unique role in the in the healthcare environment. And I think that's a that's an excellent point. Uh, everybody wants to hear from from health industry leaders about what to do about coronavirus. And if we don't take advantage of this uh, renewed uh, interest and and accommodation from the media, then then we're missing a great opportunity. You know, and I think that you say that well. I mean, you know, we miss a great opportunity. How many times do we have the discussion, Kelly, that the citizens don't know what EMS does? And, you know, as, as, you know, Greg points out in his uh, article, you know, number one is EMS is the out-of-hospital care experts. Now, one of the things that's going to happen is, you know, with the wall-to-wall media coverage that's going on with this coronavirus and memes showing up on, you know, social media and the people who are out in the airport seeing everybody with their mask, th- this is really going to be a, a, a challenge for EMS because people are going to start to feel some symptoms and it could be just the regular flu coming in and out, and they're going to start calling EMS more. We're going to have to start to come up with a plan that I think is really going to deal with this traffic and really start to deal with this, um, you know, this uh, hypochondria of, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, now because I have the regular flu or I'm feeling these symptoms, I must have this, especially in the areas where people are starting to pop up in the United States that are having this virus. So this, this, you know, you and I have talked about the 24-hour news cycle and what it's done to uh, EMS and brought things to light, but this isn't really going to bode well because you're going to have those people who are sitting at home that get every disease that pops up on the medication commercials uh, that they see uh, on their favorite shows. Google Chondria. Exactly. We may start to see a little increase in volume, but it's how we deal with that. But you know, I like how you say that this is a great opportunity for EMS to get out in front of this and really kind of share with the community that there's no worry. And uh, I just hope that we take that and kind of move into that uh, role because this is a great opportunity for us to kind of put EMS on the front lines that uh, we're looking out for you. Yeah, this is a this is a perfect opportunity for, for EMS to put a positive image for the public eye. How, how much of a PR boon would it be to an agency to have their medical director or their ops manager or service director uh, publicly stating on the news, that, hey, folks, we have this well under hand. The, the procedures we already have in place are, are going to be fine for coronavirus. You don't need to panic. Uh, your, your local EMS system leaders, and your health care providers uh, have this well in hand. Here's what you do to protect yourself uh, from, from this, uh, this threat. And 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 be the calming voice in all this. I think that sort of thing uh, is is better uh, for for EMS than than uh, contributing to the to the unreasoning panic and fear mongering. I had a, a friend who is a uh, who's a registered nurse in in the Boston area who who just said um, you know I like to be prepared and and I want to be ready for this and and uh, she went to Lowe's the other day. Uh, uh, to to pick up some of those N95 masks with the valves and the shelves were entirely bare. Uh, you know, it's it's like 
it's like the first ice storm in, in South Louisiana or, or hurricane season. Uh, there's no bread. There's no milk. Oh, my God, what are we going to do? Um, it's But if we have a chance to be the calming voice and the voice of reason, I think that's going to be a, uh, be a positive image for EMS. Uh, not to mention the fact that it gives us a good excuse to pre-plan and to kind of test our, our, our surge capacity and, and, and how we're going to deal with, uh, with those sort of things. We have something that's hot in the, uh, in the public consciousness right now. Um, you don't have to invent a, a zombie uh, outbreak to the, test your MCI skills and, and that sort of thing. You, you have the coronavirus right here. People, it's on people's minds. It's, it's uh, relevant right now. And it's a great opportunity for you to, for your agency to bone up on, on those uh, seldom used skills. You know, Kelly, earlier in the show, we talked about the importance of social media and sharing the trend analysis. You, you just pointed out something I think that was very important, that this is the opportunity for a CEO, this is the opportunity for an ops manager to get in front of the news media and kind of and talk about this. But I, I don't want to, I want to bring up two other key points. You know, we did mention social media. There are a lot of people who aren't watching TV who are doing their news getting from social media. And this is the opportunity yeah. as well for you to put these, you know, these important messages on your social media sites for the organization. But number two, Kelly, how awesome would it be to get paramedics into the community to go to the community events, to go to the community meetings and actually present a little five minute talk on it as well. So it's great that they see the ops manager or it's great that they see the CEO to the EMS agency that's on, you know, on TV. But let's get these paramedics into the community where they're actually meeting people. They're actually shaking their hands to say, we're here for your safety. And, you know, the, this doesn't have to be something that, uh, you know, we take and, and we're worried about. And like you said, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of wasting our preparation time. But it does give us the opportunity to test our processes. It does give us the opportunity to say what if. But it does give us the opportunity to get into the community and to really be the face of uh, safety and really be the face of, uh, you know, we're here for you. We're here for your service. Yeah. But yeah. certainty in uncertain situations is one of the things you need to do your job wherever you are. And it's why Medtronics offers capnography and pulse oximetry monitoring solutions that are designed to give you early insights into your patient's breathing. Act faster and intervene sooner. Find out how at Medtronic.com slash EMS. You know, it, uh, Nancy McGee uh, took advantage of the opportunity yesterday at our our uh, one of our annual national continued competency program refreshers uh, in her talk on on infection control precautions and, and health and hygiene. We use Glowgerm gel and, and powder uh, to to demonstrate um, the the importance of hand washing and and um, and health and hygiene. Uh, and one of the things we do is we simulate a sneeze with the glow germ liquid, uh, stand at the front of the room and, and, and simulate the sneeze and then see how far the droplets spread and <laughs> turn on the black light. And, and it's like, uh, it's like little stars everywhere. All these, these simulated virus droplets. Uh, and, and one of my, uh, coworkers was in the back of the room, probably 12, 12 feet away. 
And he's looking down at his at his Coca Cola, and it's just like little little twinkles of glitter uh, of virus particles all over his uh, all over his uh, his uh, glass and 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 his hands and everywhere else. And people were shocked, you know, that oh my God, a sneeze travels that far. And and we did the hand washing exercise and 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 uh, you know. Uh, made sure that everyone sang happy birthday to you twice during hand washing and then had them come back outside uh, and, and get retested after they washed their hands. Uh, and their hands still had simulated virus particles and bacteria all over them, uh, even though they, they just vigorously washed their hands with antibacterial soap. And it kind of drives the lesson home that maybe maybe a little complacency is is. Um, uh, is creeping in there and we're not as good at the hand washing as we need to be. Uh, not to mention the fact that I treated the inside of the, the bath, the inner, uh, doorknob on the bathroom doors, uh, and the, the faucet handles with, uh, the glow germ gel when no one was looking. So we had a, a number of students who recontaminated themselves after they washed their hands. It's like, you know, it's an object lesson in, 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 uh, in health and hygiene and hand washing and, and the control uh, of the spread of those viruses. And she used coronavirus uh, as, as one of her examples is like, Hey, you, now you guys got it. Cause you didn't take good care of yourselves. It drove the lesson home very well. So, you know, we've kind of talked about, you know, we haven't gotten really into this whole, uh, you know, paranoia about the coronavirus, but from an EMS standpoint, you know, I think Greg does write a good article, and I just want to touch on some of the things that he's talking about. You know, EMS is the out-of-hospital care experts. This is an opportunity now to get with your, you know, your media outlets, and, and it's, it's the radio, and it's the newspaper, and it's the TV, and it's the, you know, social media sites, and try to find people who are talking about this or who want to talk about it, and put yourself front and center, or put your organization front and center, so you have the opportunity now to be seen as these experts. And like I said, if we can get out into the community and go to some community meetings and groups and events, and just to say a, a little five-minute thing about this, to let them know that you guys are on the front line of taking care of them, I think that that's really what it's all about. And his point number two is the media and public, they want to hear from the experts. And he kind of gives you some ideas of what to talk about. Uh, how is the coronavirus spread? What are the signs and symptoms? Uh, when should you call 911? I think is very important. Uh, EMS experts have data. And this is yeah. another opportunity to be able to show what's going on inside the uh, EPCR and your CAD data. And, and, you know, and, and if I can interject there. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not only uh, we have data, and and that data will uh, will uh, supplant the the hysteria. We we can we can counter hysteria with facts because we have this data. Like the the um, the changes year to year in respiratory illness complaints and how many passengers are screened at your community's international airport, and so on and so forth, and 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 that sort of thing is the the perfect thing to quell anxiety and quell a panic and counter hysteria with facts. And if you don't have that data, well, here's your opportunity. Uh, we've just spotted a hole in your in your preparedness. Yeah, oh, I like that, if, Kelly. If I like that. Pull, yeah, yeah. If you can't pull that stuff from your PCR and your CAD data, why not? And shouldn't you be able to? Uh, that might be something you need to work on to to uh, make your agency a little more prepared in the future. 
Yeah, that's a really great point. And uh, his other point, number four, is uh, we know the people who are at most at risk. We want to talk about those be. things because we want to be able to have the community now become the advocates for those people who may be at risk and know the uh, risk mitigation, not just for the coronavirus, but also for the regular flu. Wash your hands frequently, as Kelly talked about. You know, catch your cough in your elbow, your sneeze in your elbow. I can't count the number of times people are going to cough and sneeze without covering their mouth. Man, my mother would stab me in the eye with a fork and then blame me for dirty in the fork if I would sneeze or cough without covering my mouth. Don't go to work and uh, or other public places if you're sick. And it's not too late to get out there and get your nope, flu shot. And we need to be able to make sure that we're doing that. But, Kelly, for a final word on this topic, what do you give the listeners? I think that, that Greg's article brings up uh, great points, and, and people need to read it in depth and, and take a, uh, a little bit of introspection at their own agency and see if the, the points he's making and the opportunities that he's highlighting are something that we're – we need to be taking advantage of because, uh, you know, at first glance, you look at this, oh, my God, another another thing about coronavirus. Um, but but it's it's more about um, uh, taking opportunities, uh, taking the opportunity of of, uh, of speaking to the public and getting EMS message in a broader scope out there while uh, the media is seeking out input from from healthcare providers and and. Um, reflecting and using the current the current panic, if if you want to call it that, uh, to uh, to uh, supplement your uh, uh, your preparedness and readiness at, at your agency. Um, just want you guys to remember that you know coronavirus is not something that uh, that you feel on on May the sixth every year. Uh, it's something that that um, does pose a threat, uh, however minimal, and we are the perfect people to be telling people. Uh, how to mitigate that threat and and to kind of dispel the panic a little bit and, and assure the public that we have it well in hand. But hey, that's what we think. We'd like to hear what you think. Is your agency taking any special precautions or, or steps to prevent the spread of coronavirus and prepare your employees for it? We'd like to hear your thoughts at the show at ems1.com. And for myself, co-host Chris Civilero, and all the wearers of N95 respirators out there, Thanks for tuning in to Inside EMS. Can to catch you guys next week.